Hello, and welcome to Share Your Health Wealth, where everyday people share their stories about their discovery journey to health and wellness. This podcast is sponsored by Eider Via Health, and I'm your host, Michelle Dupre, transformational health coach, master's level social worker, and fellow journey human. I provide a comfortable space for you to share your highs, lows, and everything in between, along with lessons learned about what physical, psychological, and spiritual health is to you. I believe that when you share a story, you evoke healing and new understanding for yourself. And when you hear and relate to someone else's story, you no longer feel alone, but instead you join a community. Welcome to the community. Good day, everyone. Good day. It's a Monday. It's cold and rainy out. I may have said this before, but I'll say it again. I can do cold. I can do rain. Can't do cold rain. So I had all kinds of plans to do some stuff outside today. And I looked outside and said, nope. So I will do my podcast instead, which is totally fine with me. I've got some hot decaf coffee and I'm ready to go. Super excited to talk about my topic today because I've been studying it for quite some time. And, um, you know, those moments where there's days where I can just sit on the couch after, you know, a day and seven o'clock and just be like, I'm vegging out, watching my shows. Other days I might feel like, wow, I really need to be productive here. (laughs) I need to do something. Um, And so I've been studying my chakras, memorizing. I've been standing up, giving presentations to the dogs. In fact, I think in the last 10 days, I I had power, maybe five of them. Um, I do have a a gas fireplace, but the blower doesn't work. So you have to kind of stand right in front of it. So I would (laughs) stand in front of the mantle and the fireplace with it on and I would give my presentation um, as if I were, you know, talking in front of a million people um, about chakras and the dogs would sleep, essentially. But it's all about the practice, all about the memorizing and uh, being able to talk intelligently to people about chakras because chakras are a central part of of your energy flow and Reiki is energy flow and So the way I do Reiki, my process is that um, I start off doing what's called a Boysen scan. And it's truly just kind of, hey, what's happening here? What What do we got going on? And so I can very quickly give Reiki right then and there through the scanning process, which is awesome. It gives me a good place to start. And so it's important that I then document as I'm going along which chakras I was feeling this in most of the time. So then I do the regular Reiki hand placements. And then at the end, then kind of just report back. Like, for example, if it's a lot of work was done on the heart chakra, well, we're going to talk about that. This is what the heart chakra is. This is in general what it can be like for you when it's blocked or out of balance. Um, Here's some things you can do between now and the next time I see you. But you might need to come back a couple times um, or make it kind of what I do with like um, massage is I would go once a month. And so I knew that every month I was getting this like cumulative effect essentially. So same thing goes with Reiki. The more you get the the Reiki healing, the more the cumulative effect to work on these things, to continue the cumulative effect essentially. And that's the key. Um, So it's what I do, what you do, and what we do together in, in Reiki and in that integration that creates, in my opinion, the overall healing. So um, so that's why I'm excited to talk about chakras today. So the first thing I was thinking to do is to talk about what chakras are. 
and then go into a little bit of history. I am a, a firm, stubborn believer that when you're learning something new, you must know the history. You have to put what you're learning or what you think you know in context. And so, you know, that's that's just something I, I strongly believe in. So when somebody tells me something, okay, well, that's interesting. You know, what's the history of that? Like, has it always been that way? Or, I mean, the way things are today are not the way they've always been. There's a history. We have a history. Our humanity has a history. And an example of that would be just our healthcare system. I mean, the way it is now is not the way it's always been. Um, it was integrated. It used to be your, you know, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual self all combined into one. That still is the case with like Ayurvedic medicine, um, traditional Chinese medicine, but it sure is not that way here. So what we think we know is based on our current experiences. If it doesn't take into context the history, then we don't actually know what we're missing. Mm -hmm. So when you think about your life force energy, it's called different things. Actually, let me back this up for just a quick second. You will find... Um, if you put a hundred therapists in a, in a room and ask them a question, is it acceptable to accept a gift from a child client? Um, you'll get probably 50 different answers. Um, that's just the way our life is. That's just the way nature is. You know, you, it's, it's about perception and how people hear things and think about things and their own experience. Same thing goes with pretty much everything I'm finding the more I study. So the same thing goes with chakras. I might say like what I'm studying says that this particular emotional issue is addressed uh, in the in the throat chakra. You might look up something or find something at a store and be like, oh, no, it's not the throat chakra. It's at the third eye chakra. It's like, yeah, well, okay. (laughs) They're going to be a little bit different. There's always a nuance when it comes to something that's relatively modern. So what I will get to this in the history, but what I mean by that is this whole idea of like, oh, feeling depressed um, is about a blockage in your heart chakra. Well, that wasn't around 1500 years ago. The word depression wasn't around then. So it's a relatively modern concept to ascribe depression to a particular chakra. There's the concept of chakras as an energy center has been around since, you know, 1500 BC. And that might even be um, a a date. Who knows? (laughs) Most of the time when when you look into antiquity, you look into prehistory, you're looking at not a lot of things in writing. And um, if something was kind of represented, it was usually through some sort of metaphor drawing. There is reference to chakras and energy around our bodies and life force energy in hieroglyphs, in stone writing, things like that. So just to keep that in mind, that whatever you see today and you you, you go buy a chakra book and you open it up and it's going to say this, this or that about um, a lot of details. So to just keep that in mind that a lot of this is modern, but what I love, none of it's really wrong though. You know, if, if, whether it's the throat chakra or the heart chakra, I mean, okay, so you work on both. Like, it's just, it's the same thing with Reiki. Reiki can never be done incorrectly. Um, anyone can learn to do Reiki. 
Um, are you open and willing to participate in Reiki on an energy level? These types of things. But overall, no matter what you're reading about Reiki or about chakras, like don't worry too much about those types of details. It's it's really more we live in Western society where we really like to organize things. We really like to have a, you know, what's here's the thing and then here's the thing that goes with the thing and and yeah, so then you have a big thing. And then you might meet someone who has a who read it differently or they read a different book and all of a sudden, you know, well your thing doesn't match my thing, so one of us is right and one of us is wrong. No. You're both right. We're all right. Okay. <laughs> I think that might be my second tirade. Maybe it's the coffee, although it is decaf. I don't know. Okay, we're talking about chakras. So key, uh, in, in Ray key, we talked about this in the last podcast, key being life force energy. It's also known as prana. Um, it's got, again, different names based on, on different areas of the world and different time periods. So if you think of key as your life force energy um, and your aura is the light, the energy field that uh, surrounds you. So all living things have life force energy. When we pass away, our life force energy is what stops. When you're thinking of um, an aura, you may have seen this, that it's the colors around you, like all kind of blend in together. It's a, a mixing of a variety of colors, like like the Northern Lights. That's That's to me the best way I can describe an aura. And some people who are very um, sensitive can can feel another person's aura. When you're stepping into someone's aura and it's like, hmm, something's wrong here. I don't feel very good. Or another time you, you, you might step into someone's aura and you're like, oh my God, this person's amazing. I feel their energy and they're so fun and I feel comfortable and safe. It's that that way that our energies interact with each other but we all have this energy field around us and science calls it your biofield. So it's a scientific uh, process, a scientific understanding of, of our life force energy at, as within our aura. And if you're an empath, um, if you are somebody who's very sensitive, then you, you might take in too much of the environment into your aura and you have to learn how to set your aura up with some stronger boundaries. It's individual to everyone. So another way of looking at your aura would be like it's a protective shield and it's porous in the sense of, like I said, you could have energy coming in and, and kind of flowing out. And there's an interesting little thing that I'll walk you through real quick, you know, so you can feel your, your energy. So you can sit down um, feet on the floor. I say feet on the floor. I'm in a chair right now that my legs are short and I'm literally like, I can't touch the floor. <laughs> so if you close your eyes, take some deep breaths, you want to go in through your nose, out through your mouth and put your hands together and you're going to rub them for about 10 seconds. And then once you kind of start to feel like you're ready, Start to pull your hands away and then push them back, not even to touch. Try to get them so that they don't touch and find out that point where you start to feel an energy or some heat and then pull back out again and then push back together again and see what you feel. 
Um, you can feel an energy there. You might get tingling. Everyone's different. You experience things very differently um, when you do that exercise. So, um, okay. So your aura outside uh, of your body, I want to say it's like two to four feet, I think, is the is the general space beyond your physical body to the, the edge, the outside edge of your aura. So if key is your life force energy and you have your aura, which is kind of the outside representation of key and external life force energy and what you're putting out into the world, what you're accepting into your, your physical self, your mental self, um, then your chakras are what you would consider your energy centers, or I kind of think of it as the industrial place where the energy that's coming in is generating your energy. It's high or low, uh, depending on what's kind of happening around you. you. What you're looking for is the high frequency for that chakra. So if it's at a, a good flow, a good frequency for that chakra, then that means your energy is flowing freely. The energy is flowing um, through that chakra appropriately. And what's interesting too is one of the books I read about it was that each chakra actually has its own frequency as well. So your your bottom, your foundation, I won't say your, well, it is kind of your bottom because it's, it's kind of at your bottom. Um, your foundation chakras, your root chakra actually is running a little bit slower and it has a lower frequency. Whereas your highest chakra, which would be your crown chakra, it has a higher frequency and it's moving faster when it's when it's operating you know well so whether you want to think of it as like a wind turbine or a, i don't even know like a a mill <laughs> um a an engine something or other that goes in a circle generating your life force energy that's coming in through the world through your aura and is operating in this ebb and flow between internal and external. So internal flow, external flow. So that's chakras. You might be thinking like, how does a problem with chakras happen? Basically a couple different ways. The first way I think of it is um, like your aura. Imagine if you were born with a coat and that coat you've worn your whole life. That's your aura. And it gets all gunked up, right? If you're not able to have a lot of life force energy flowing through the external and the internal, then your chakras aren't getting a lot of energy. So they're slow as well. They're not operating at their highest level of frequency that they should be operating at. And essentially life force energy is what our organs need, our tissues need. And so if we don't have this life force energy flowing through us unencumbered at the, at the right frequency, then we will feel that. We will have issues within our physical body. We'll feel fatigued. We'll feel depressed. We'll have gut problems. When you're thinking about being gunked up, I mean, if you think about everything you've gone through in your entire life, I mean, all your, all the trials and tribulations we all go through, but then there's people who go through even more trauma and um, injustice and all the things that um, also impact our minds. So our perceptions and interpretations and negative thinking and thoughts that are, you know, not abundant related, but are, you know, in need. There's never enough. I always have needs that aren't being met. Um, the world is just crap and I'm, 
I have no choices and this is the life I was dealt and I can't do anything about it and I have no hope. Um, these are all negative key. This is negative life energy. And so when we have those thoughts on a consistent basis, we're slowing down our chakras. We're decreasing the frequency of their work. And and so we have to have the antithesis. So there's everything's in balance, right? So if we're doing those things and it's and it's all negative and gunked up, then what we need is to um, clean them out with Reiki, um, the ability to bring in the life force energy, fresh life force energy, and break up what's called the biochi. Biochi is the negative um, life force energy, the negative blockage that happens within our bodies. So we need to break those up. The the positive charge of a Reiki um, can offset those negative thoughts. And so you're replacing, you're kind of like breaking up the negative um, and replacing it with the positive thoughts. Um, and so there's a lot of things related to chakras that, that can be mantras or you can use during meditation or even what I do during my coaching after the Reiki session is talk about that. I'm going to have some things for you that can help you break through that negative cycle. Now, if you need therapy to do that, you're going to need therapy to do that. And a lot of people do, and it's normal, and it's great. That's why therapy can help your body too. It doesn't just help your mind. It helps your whole body. See how it's all intertwined? So that's in general, your aura and your chakras. And then your meridian, your meridian lines, is is kind of like your circulatory system. It's how to get that energy to the places that they need to go to. So it's all intertwined, and I love that. It's all integrated. That's just my my word forever will be integrated. So for the history of chakras, what I found is, as with many things I'm studying, is to start kind of modern and go backwards. So what, what we tend to find is that there was an author, which I believe it was early 1900s, who wrote about chakras. Okay, well, where did he get that information? Oh, well, he was studying um, Buddhism or, or studying in the East and learned about it there. Okay. Well, how long has it been in that culture? Oh, that culture, it goes all the way back to this time through, you know, oral traditions and writings. Okay. So then, um, this other person found a statue with this on it. Well, where'd that come from? That comes from, um, an ancient civilization and where it was a depiction of someone doing a yoga, um, seated kind of meditation with what looked to be and described to be the chakras all around them. So, so just kind of thinking about the history of, of chakras, meridians, auras, what we find is, as with many things, um, what we think is alternative or woohoo or, um, you know, not medicine or, what we think of as even new isn't. <laughs> uh, it's been around a long time. What we currently do for health and wellness and healing is new. It's the modern is the alternative, in my opinion. When you have something that's been around since 1500 BC, what we do today at, at our local hospital is new. So I, I like being able to connect my understanding of things in that way 
in a way of advocating for people to learn about this as well. Be able to advocate in a way to people who are willing to listen. So people who aren't willing to listen, mm, that's cool. I, you know, I'll leave you to it. Um, people who are interested or curious, it's like, yeah, let's talk about chakras for a minute. Like this is the history. This is the context. This is where this comes from. You know, a bunch of Reiki people didn't get together and a secret society and make this all up like 20 years ago. This is, <laughs> this is, this is not new. Um, it might be new to us. And so with that being said, then I just wanted to kind of make that connection and, and put things in context. And um, if you want to learn more, you can GTS that and uh, you can find all kinds of stuff on Google about the history of chakras and more details. So, okay, finally, let's get to chakras. Dun, 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 dun. What are chakras? We went over what about the actual chakras does someone need to know well i'm not going to tell you everything because i want you to come see me so we can talk about it but i want to give you something to take away from today's podcast and i want to talk a little bit about what um different chakras are and where they are and just some basics i know a lot more than what i'm i'm spilling to you today but um i do want you to be if you're still listening (laughs) If I've kept you around long enough, I I want you to, to learn a little something today. So if your curiosity is piqued, let's get started. I start from the top to the bottom. You might see pictures where the chakras are facing out away from the body. Um, they're circles and they're, they're, they're facing out. That's how the pictures are generally depicted. I envision it a little different. I envision my crown chakras at the top of your head, not touching your head, but above the top of your head. I picture that one as flat um, so that life force energy can come in down through it. And then I picture the root chakra, which is down by your bottom. I also picture that flat so that um, you have a direct connection to the earth, to your root. So light force energy could come in through your crown, go all the way down to your root, and then your root can connect to the earth. And then the other chakras are facing out. So then I do see the third eye, throat, heart, uh, solar plexus, and sacral as extending out from your body. So that's just how I envision it. So um, starting with your crown chakra, this chakra is um, all about union. And it's the union between your higher self. So it's not your higher self. It's the union of your higher self with the universe and with your divine. Whatever you envision your divine is, the crown chakra is where that unity happens. And it's this beautiful violet purple color. And I think it's just so pretty. I think they're all pretty, actually. It has been depicted as being white. I choose violet because I just really like that um, deep color. And all chakras have um, an element associated with them. And the element that's associated with your crown chakra is energy. Like, ooh, big surprise. <laughs> but it's energy. And the the real kind of interesting thing I think about your crown chakra is it's not just about your skull and your brain as far as like the physical aspects that are associated with it, but it's also your central nervous system and your penal gland. So penal being P-I-N-E-A-L, folks. 
Um, your penile gland is where you make the hormones, melatonin and serotonin. And so that's so fascinating because if your crown chakra is blocked, then you might be having some sleep problems or your circadian rhythm is off. And I think of our circadian rhythm as definitely part of your body, but it's also kind of this life force for us. And so I love that it, that makes sense to me. Connection between your circadian rhythm and your crown chakra, meaning that, you know, your crown chakra is this higher level of consciousness, this deep understanding of yourself in the world, um, this place where you develop your higher conscious spirituality, um, and that it's connected also to your circadian rhythm. So I know mine. Mine is 11, 7, 3, 11. I tend to fall asleep around 11. I tend to wake up around 7. And I tend to get a little sleepy tired around 3. It's just such a, what would I call it, like a comforting feeling when I actually abide by that or allow that natural circadian rhythm. I feel this better sense of like, I don't know, connection to the cosmos, if you will. Like I'm operating in a way I should be operating in. Um, The problems come obviously when there's a disruption in your circadian rhythm and issues with your penile gland, things like high blood pressure. Um, And because serotonin is also there, um, now you're talking about feel-good hormones that are being disrupted as well. And that's why if you are not getting enough sleep, here come the grumpies first. And then secondly, here comes a real sense of depression, a real sense of <sighs> hopelessness or lost. And, and it's truly a portion of that could be based on your circadian rhythm, which is again in your crown chakra. Some things you can do um, besides Reiki, um, meditation, huge, yoga. Meditation and yoga is probably one of the things you can do. For, I think it's one of the answers for almost all your chakras. So big surprise, meditation, um, yoga, and just really conscious breathing is a really big part of getting your crown chakra the space that it needs to function. Um, if you're looking for a yoga pose, there's plenty of them. I like the five pointed star yoga pose for the crown chakra or mountain pose. So crown chakra mantra really is silence actually, but, um, something you can kind of say to yourself would be, um, something related to, um, my energy is illuminated by cosmic energy, I am happy, I am healthy, I am whole, I am connected to the universe, I am one with my divine. I, you know, anything around this union of your higher self, the universe and your divine energy that you believe in would be something that would be helpful for your crown chakra. Um, Food is fasting. If your body uh, is not having to digest food constantly, your body is more free to kind of uh, focus on developing your inner guidance, your inner spirit, your inner enlightenment, your inner knowledge, things like that. So um, even just fasting like mm, like 16, 8, so only eat during an eight-hour period, you're lightening your load really, really easily. Try to eat between 10 and 6 every day and see what happens. And then try some mantras. 
try some meditation, try some yoga, um, and see, you know, see how it goes. The second chakra then is your third eye chakra. And your third eye chakra is right between your eyes, a little bit up from there. You can actually do circles there and then kind of massage it a little bit. Um, your third eye chakra is a beautiful indigo color and um, it's about your intuition. So this would be connecting to your higher self in a way that you can ask your higher self or ask your intuition uh, for guidance. E even though your gut is involved in your intuition, as far as like you get that gut feeling, it's truly about your third eye chakra being able to see beyond what you see in front of you. So the element is light. I kind of picture a light coming out of my third eye chakra and like scanning around me. Like, what do I really feel? What do I really see beyond the physical? Um, what's my gut telling me about this? This would be kind of a cool way of looking at self-talk. Um, what is your self-talk telling you? What is your truth telling you? Um, this would be the first thing that comes to mind for me would be somebody who's maybe unhappy in a relationship. And your truth is walking around with you constantly like a little kid walking behind you going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I have something to say. Excuse me. If you've had that experience, you know you can't make that go away. So eventually you turn around and say, yes, what is it? Can I help you? And your truth will come out. Your truth will say, you're not happy. You, you know, stop making excuses. You, you know, you needed, your intuition is telling you something here. It's that, that part of yourself that knows truth um, for you, uh, not for other people. <laughs> Put that out there. For yourself, not for judgment of others. Truths. Um, so you might, you know, if you're having kind of a blockage or bio key in your third eye chakra, you might be feeling confused. Um, you might have trouble with your memory, just kind of a sense of disconnection from your true self, from that little kid walking behind you saying, I need to talk to you. Uh, notice me, you know, I'm right here. Um, so some like physical things that might be happening, headache. So like crown chakra would be a migraine, whereas this might be just continual headaches, um, anxiety disorders, maybe kind of coming from third eye, um, like an overuse of, of the third eye in some ways. And so what can you do? Well, uh, meditation and yoga, <laughs> um, yoga position would be, um, what is it? Oh, the bridge pose is something that's good for your third eye chakra and any kind of meditation mantra that has anything to do with, I allow myself to see the truth. I, I listen to my inner knowing. Um, I'm attuned to my intuitive power. I, um, I respect my, my inner truth. I respect my inner, inner self, things like that. Um, I think being the other thing that's kind of fun for third eye chakra is to be aware of quote unquote coincidences that when your third eye chakra is open and energy is flowing through it, you start to notice like, whoa, that was weird. I was just thinking about you and you just called me. Whoa, I feel like I've met you before. Uh, having deja vu right now. Wow, what a coincidence that this happened. No, it's not a coincidence. That is how energy works. So, but when you're close to it, you're just like, oh, whatever. Everything's just concrete. No, when you're open to and your third eye chakra is flowing, you start to become open 
to receiving these amazing experiences that remind you, remind us all that we're connected and that we're sharing energy around us that connects us. Love that. I think that's so fun. Okay, what else? Uh, The next one is your throat chakra. So that's located uh, right in the front of your throat area between the kind of V-shaped bones right there. And throat chakra is expression and communication. Uh, Makes sense, right? Your throat communication. Your ability to speak your truth. So if if your intuition is about like listening for your truth, this would be speaking. Um, Honestly speaking with knowing of yourself speaking, but also equally as important, listening. So the throat chakra isn't just a one-way street. It's it's about communication. It's about what you put out into the world when you're communicating with people and what you listen for in order to have a, a good communication. This is actually also where a lot of transformation takes place is in your throat chakra. So um, beautiful color of turquoise. I think of a really beautiful ocean color. And um, the basic issues would be people might like describe themselves as being shy, people who feel like I'm unexpressed, I can't express myself, Um, maybe some repressed anger because I can't get it out, I can't express it, I can't put out into the universe who I am with my words or with my creativity, maybe low self-esteem, there might be feelings of the opposite as well, like Um, You walk into a situation, you have so much anxiety that you can't stop talking. So you're not listening. It's a one-way street would be your um, throat chakra being blocked. So one thing you can do, I mean, singing, I love to sing in the car, Um, journaling, painting, anything creative. If you feel like your voice is difficult for you to speak, um, think about different ways you you express yourself, maybe in, in creative ways, writing, what else, dancing. Um, Anything that's got a creative flair to it would be actually an expression of your throat chakra. Um, And meditation and and yoga, of course. And so any meditation would be around, um, I respect the power of my words. I um, deserve to express myself. I express my truth. Um, I listen as an expression of myself. Listening is an expression of who I am. Things like that. Very important. Um, and yoga move for throat chakra would be, oh, what's it called? Like the bicycle. We used to do it when we were in gym class back in elementary school. But you kind of are back. It's like half shoulder stand, I think. Um, okay. So next one, heart chakra, beautiful emerald green color. I really like the the color. It's love and compassion, of course. The heart chakra is the midpoint. So from the heart chakra um, up, there's three, right? So we covered the throat, the third eye, and the crown. From the heart chakra below, there's three. So it's right in the middle. And it's bridge between the physical body, so your lower chakras and kind of the higher level existence um, in, in your higher chakras. So it's about love and compassion, sympathy, empathy, the ability to love 
Um, and what's most important, it's where we process our emotions. So when you have strong emotions, it's processed in your heart chakra. Um, and so that is really connected to then your ability to love and show compassion. Um, I watched something today where the presenter said it so well, like you have to have sympathy to have empathy. You have to have empathy to have compassion. Its element is air, which is interesting. I think of air around us and our ability to put into the air around us, love and compassion. You might be troubled with your heart chakra if you, I mean, sadness, depression, despair, um, feeling maybe lonely, sometimes shy, um, disengaged, kind of the flip side of that, even like unemotional, um, not able to trust, um, having like having a pessimistic attitude about love and compassion. There might be some insensitivity towards others. I'll tell you where I see the most uh, bioki in heart chakras, and that is on the internet. Just people that are nasty, um, no compassion, no love, no sympathy, no empathy. Well, you know, comments like, well, too bad. I mean, that's what you get. Um, just, you know, well, if you didn't do this, then this wouldn't have happened. Ah, just, mm, it, it, it irks me. So anyway, what can you do? Uh, heart chakra. It's associated with your circulatory system, your arms and hands, you know, not just your chest. Um, so anything that you can do that, um, is related to kind of a heart chest move in yoga. So that would be, uh, the cobra pose that involves your arms and your chest and lifting up and lifting your heart up and out. Uh, meditation would be, gosh, pretty much the, you know, there, the sky's the limit on this. I'm able to trust my heart. I show love and compassion. I receive love and compassion. The world is, is love. We're all connected by love. Anything like that is going to be a way of, of helping your heart chakra to open. And you may find that when you practice um, some activities related to your heart chakra or any chakra really for that matter, but specifically the heart one, when you go out and just like, today I'm going to smile at five people. Today I'm going to be extra kind to the cashier that I encounter. Today I'm going to do something nice or or just walk around all day with love and compassion. I guarantee you, well, I guess I can't guarantee you. I almost guarantee you it will change the way you feel. So in the same way, your thoughts can turn you into a a grouch. <laughs> the same way your th negative thoughts can make you feel like crap. It, then the, the opposite is, at, is also true. As above, so below. As below, so above. If you can turn your mood sour just by thinking negatively, you can turn your mood positive by thinking lovingly and acting with love and compassion. I almost guarantee you it will change the way you feel for yourself, for your fellow man, for what's happening in the world, just being able to, to think that way. So go ahead and try it. Wake up with a perfectly happy day, a perfectly happy attitude. Start thinking some negative thoughts and see what happens. Because And then very quickly, you can turn that around and go right back to the positive. But 
I almost guarantee you it'll work. Um, okay. For your heart chakra, walking in nature, doing anything, something for other people, reading books or poetry, um, reading romance novels, watching the Hallmark channel. Um, believe it or not, it sounds a little funky, but it's true. It hope opens up your heart chakra. Um, watching anything, you know, old movies from your, from your childhood, pictures that are positive and loving and, and bring back good memories. Anything like that can work towards opening up your heart chakra. So, okay, we're halfway there. The solar plexus chakra, I like to think of it as a bright yellow. Some people look at it or it's been written as like goldenrod or a golden yellow. I like it as the sun because it reminds me of a couple different things that are related to it. So this is your personality and willpower and where your identity lies and your self-esteem and what's the start of like your gut and your digestion. The mantra is rum, R-U-M. So then I think, okay, the sun, uh, the Caribbean and a rum drink. <laughs> that's the the mantra is rum the location of the solar plexus is your upper abdomen uh, above your belly button and i think the most important piece of this is it's all related to your inner organs uh, you know stomach liver gallbladder um, small intestines again the start point of kind of your physical being uh, where all your organs are um, other than your heart and lungs that are part of your um, heart chakra. So if you are kind of having trouble with your solar plexus, you're looking at um, maybe low self-esteem, not a lot of vitality, like ho-hum, uncertainty about everything. The flip side might be that you're overly perfectionist. Some feelings might be some deep-seated kind of anger. You you have stomach problems a lot because you're anxious or... Um, you might even on the flip side be, like I said, more about like status or perfection. Um, that's not healthy. Right. And so being able to work on this chakra is a lot of it is about your digestion, your gut health, um, which I've talked about in the past and how that's related to how you process things in your mind as well. So how you feel in your gut is how you feel in your brain. For what to do with this particular chakra is actually a lot more power oriented. So not just relaxing yoga or stretching yoga. This is power yoga. All these activities associated with this are really about bouncing around, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, aerobics, swimming, power walking, hiking, getting your body up and running, getting your body moving, um, power everything, which also helps your digestion, right? So if you are going to do some yoga pose, the one um, that I like the most is boat pose. Any meditation would be, um, I have confidence in my ability to cope with life. I can make things happen. Um, I have the will to accomplish my goals. I have the discipline to maintain my health. You know, anything that's around um, taking risks, making decisions, making things happen. The opposite of analysis paralysis, essentially. So if you have analysis paralysis and you're kind of shy and you're not feeling confident to go out and make things happen, it's probably a blockage in your solar plexus. 
the element, oh, sorry, I forgot the element. And that's the other reason I think of the sun. The element of the solar plexus is fire. Uh, almost done. So your sacral is next. And your sacral is about relationships and creativity. This is not just intimate relationships, but all relationships. It is associated with your sexual organs, but also your bladder, kidneys, um, bodily fluids, um, getting close to your root, right? So the next one down is your root. So it's definitely somewhat of a foundational chakra. Um, it's kind of how you relate to other people and how your self-worth and your ability to um, emotionally flow or go with the flow of things. It's a burnt orange color. The element is water. So go with the flow, right? And some issues you might be having here would be, I have trouble with relationships. I don't feel comfortable around people. I have find it difficult to change. You might be carrying around guilt for some reason. Um, or the flip side would be maybe you're emotionally explosive, um, or you are lacking a certain amount of emotional energy, like, yeah, whatever. I just don't really care. Um, a fear of intimacy certainly would be, would be something that I might hear from somebody who's, who's having some trouble with this chakra, um, being out of touch with your feelings, like just detached from, from feelings or, or relationships, um, or again, kind of the flip side, like, too many relationships and none of them are deep. They're all superficial, not a lot of boundaries when it comes to relationships, um, drama, things like that. And you might have some gynecological problems, urinary or bladder problems, some things that could be done, meditation and yoga, therapy for sure, um, getting a massage. These are more easygoing things, right? Enjoying music, taking a warm bath or a hot shower, um, anything that goes kind of easy on you, but at the same time, you're working on the emotional side of it. So those things help with the body. But while you're doing gentle yoga, doing maybe some meditation about um, relationships, doing some meditation around, I am connected. I trust people in my life. I have things to offer in a relationship. This would be one key thing. If you're finding it really hard to find a positive mantra for a meditation around your your sacral, um, it's really important to get some therapy because this is really the place in issues with this chakra that you're going to see that uh, this and the root are going to really see those foundation issues that might be impacting your life negatively, but can be freed, can be can be recovered from. And that's where the hope lies. So the uh, yoga pose, one of my favorites. Happy baby. Happy baby is a uh, yoga pose for the sacral chakra. Uh, okay, last one. Dun, dun, dun. The root chakra uh, is all about safety. It's a deep red color. Um, the element is earth and it's truly about that connection uh, to our physical selves, the foundation of not just our bodies, but our identity within our body, survival, self-preservation. Um, this is definitely where you're going to see past trauma uh, manifesting itself in your root uh, chakra. It's all also involving some glands and some organs, so like large intestine 
your adrenal glands. That's no uh, mystery. Your adrenal glands are part of your HPA axis, your hypothalamus, uh, pituitary axis, and your adrenals, which is your fight or flight. So this is where you're getting all those stress chemicals pumping through your body. And it's truly affecting uh, and comes from a, a certain portion of um, your root chakra and your sense of safety and security and feeling safe on, on the planet. So what I might hear from people who are struggling with this uh, chakra would be a lack of trust in the universe, in the world, uh, isolation, this, this sense of feeling uncomfortable in your body. And again, these are all things related to trauma, um, a detachment from your body, difficulty making things happen in your life. Like there's always a want. There's never an abundance for you. You're, you think that. Um, you, you feel like you can't make things happen, like getting the dream job or finding a mate or, um, having really good friends. You just feel like there's, there's a scarcity. There's never enough money, clothes, food, and a connection to material things as being the most important to you. Um, that would be where fear is driving you, not love or compassion for yourself or others. Um, but fear. So you might see everything that comes along with that, right? Like worry, anxiety, grief, depression, disconnection, numbness, um, hurting other people. Um, you might see in your body perhaps uh, lower back pain, obesity, um, things that are uncomfortable, make your body, being in your body even more uncomfortable for you. Um, so meditation, yoga, walking, running, biking, gardening, anything that connects you to the earth, any activity, any movement that gives you a sense of stability, safety, being outside in nature, taking a walk through the woods, being by water, walking by a creek, a river, um, anything at all that has anything to do with what earth has to offer. Um, smells, um, visual beauty of the tree, anything like that, that you can do for yourself can help you heal that biochi of your root chakra. Um, one important mantra would be anything related to safety, right? So I let go of fear. I know the universe fully supports me. There is abundance. I will look for abundance. I do have the ability to take care of myself. You know, anything like that can really be helpful for your root chakra. And finally, the the one uh, yoga pose, my other favorite, going back to our roots, is child pose. Um, a great pose for your root chakra. So that is my presentation on chakras. Um, there's so much more. There's so many things associated with your chakras. It relates to Reiki. And there's essential oils associated with each chakra, other meditations, other yoga moves, um, other activities. There's um, uh, gems, there's food, different food associated with chakras. There's so much. I've already talked for a really long time and I only covered a very minimal part of chakras. So um, yeah, come see me. If you're local to Ann Arbor, Milan, Celine area, anywhere, even beyond Washtenaw County, make the drive. Come see me and let's talk about chakras. Uh, let's do some Reiki and I can help identify maybe some areas you might not know about that need a little cleaning, getting rid of um, that biochi, uh, need some positive to outweigh the negative in your, in your life force energy. Um, I can help you with that. So 
I hope you enjoyed our uh, discussion of chakras today, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Please join the sharing community. It's easy and fun. If you're interested in being interviewed and sharing your story, please connect with Idervia Health at itervia.net under the Share Your Health Wealth application tab. It's a relaxed and comfortable conversation, and you will get something out of it to help you along your health journey. And you will help others along the way as well. I can't wait to host you.